You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So today, I wanted to talk with you guys about how to become an influencer the real way. So this is something that's really popular right now, you know, kind of kind of really took off like when Instagram started to get big, but it has increased even up till now. So um, of course, it's really popular among young people. Some aspire to do it full time or as a side hustle. But either way, I think it's important to approach it as a business and get a real realistic look into it beforehand. So first of all, uh, what's an influencer? So an influencer is someone who has the power to affect others, purchasing decisions because of their authority, knowledge, position, or relationship to their audience. So, you know, it is very much like niche based um, and and those niches are whom they, um, for the most part, are interacting, who they engage with. So um, today, this is going to be really fun because I actually have my friend Camley in with us, and I'm going to be chatting with her. So good to see you, Camley. How are you? Thanks for having me on. It's so good to see you, even though it, it has to be virtual. I know. It really, really stinks. Um, I'm glad you're on, though, because you really have a really good grasp on all this and I have always admired your like I know other influencers too you know what I'm saying but I feel like you are very much authentic and like actually like have something of value to like (laughs) to bring I don't mean that to sound bad but you know what I mean yeah I do and I really appreciate that and I strive to be myself and be authentically me I think that's just so important if you decide to enter that space or any space that you don't change who you are just because it's it's what everyone else is doing or what you think you need to do to make it so right and i like the way you do it too because again i'm not knocking the like you know model influencers a lot of those girls have to like fit into that niche because they are signed with agencies and they gotta like Mm -hmm. you know just be posed up with all these cute clothes and hair and makeup and all that and that's cool nothing wrong with it but I kind of wanted to share you because you have like a more of a broad range you do some of that cutesy girly stuff but you also do food and like products and like other things and I think for like my audience you know that's more of like the interest And, and my interest too you know what I mean so um how like what made you actually want to get into being an influencer boy i fell into it i tell a lot of people that i fell into it so my background actually is in social media i managed social media for a couple creative agencies and a few startups so by the time i was 22 so straight out of college i've managed eight different social media accounts and platforms so platforms across their entire organization or the entire startup. So I was doing everything from Twitter to Instagram to even creating the content itself. I did a lot of graphic design in college. So I came with that I feel like you have to like, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like that has to be part of your skill set to be an influencer or else you're just going to be dropping tons of dough like all the time. Oh yeah. Or at least be savvy enough to know like what apps are out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Like I, I tell people all the time, like, all the stories, every design, any graphic I have, I made, or I've used an app that a lot of people use and manipulated, right? So it's a part of the the reality, right? Like, I think 
people don't realize this. If you're a content creator, an influencer, you're your own agent, you're your own photographer, your own editor, you're your own videographer, you're your own manager. So there's those layers of that and being able to do all those things, or at least be savvy enough to, to do some of it so that you're not spending whatever you earn basically on, on all of those things. You know, I think we work really hard, but it's still a hustle. As you said, like for me, it is a side hustle. I have another job that I love, but, uh, there are days where I'm like, can I take this full time? I can, but like finding that balance between being authentically myself and right. being able to to earn money, right? It's a hard balance to strike, you know? For so. sure, for sure. So you were saying that you kind of like fell into it. And so you had a background in social media management. So that I'm guessing kind of just spurred you to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna like manage my, like, why not, right? That's exactly what it was for the most part. I think I got burnt out. Social media is exhausting if you guys don't realize. I think we all need breaks from it. And so straight out of college, I was like, I'm tired of this space. I just need a break. But I I did photography for for now 14 years. I did photography starting my teenage years and I continued to do photography for my entire life. And so I was like, oh, like I miss I miss being creative. I miss doing those things. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to just start taking pictures of my food. Because mm-hmm. I love food. <laughs> uh, Me who too. Doesn't? Exactly. Who doesn't love food? And so I just started taking pictures of my food for fun. And then I slowly started to gain a following. I think once I hit like four digits, so I think it was at 2,000 followers, a few other bloggers in the city reached out to me. And they're like, come hang out with us. And I was like, oh, this is weird. This is different. And I'm like, sure, why not? I can always make new friends. And it kind of just snowballed from there. So like, going to one event with a few bloggers, they would introduce me to other bloggers who would introduce me to PR people who would introduce me to managers. And it was like, oh, like, okay. And so it just kept on snowballing for me, if that made sense. And then it became something a lot larger and a lot bigger. What was just me expressing myself and taking pictures of my trips or taking pictures of food uh, became a business. And I'm fortunate enough where that's the direction it went in. But I will say, yeah, there's definitely a lot of hard work. And in some ways, I I also really lucked out in building those relationships. But also, that's a part of the the hustle, like being For willing sure. to build those relationships, you know, and I think a lot of those relationships are what made all of this possible or made this experience and being able to be on a platform and speak to people in any context possible, you know, so building that community, building those friendships. Definitely, for sure. I mean, that's how your path and my path ended up crossing was because we were both trying to get some photo content for like our pages. So that's really, you know, and the relationships is really for that really is what makes it really, really grow because you could sit there and do it all behind the screen and like get the followers and all that. But you got to have some real people on there that like actually know you, you know what I mean? I feel like it makes like a huge difference. So, okay, so your niche is food, right? Is that your like main niche or what? Like there can be several, like what? Break it down for me. (laughs) It's changed a lot. I actually do say I started off in food. And if you like scroll far enough back, because someone asked me this the other day, how long have I been in this space? I'm like, it's been five years. It's it's been five years. It's been a long time, like four to five years. So like actually doing it like seriously and turning it into a business, I would say like more like three years, but like I've been in the space for five years Um, and food was where it started. And then it slowly transitioned to other things. Like I I fuck it into lifestyle at this point, because I think 
at the end of the day, we all are multi-faceted people, multi-layered people. And I think for sure we go beyond our own niches. And so food mm -hmm. is the, still a large part. I would say food is like 50% of the content, but then I've been able to find the overlap. So there is a good chunk of fashion content and a good chunk of fitness in there. Actually, I would actually say fitness and food are probably the largest categories and then fashion follows suit as third. Awesome. I think fitness and food are, are two personal passions for me. I love fashion. I love like, like style, but fitness and food are just their soul, if that makes sense. And then fashion is like the cherry on top. Ah, I like that. Yeah. And I definitely, definitely think I get that, like from your page, now that you've explained it that way, like that definitely all makes sense. And I think it all works together. And I like the fact of you're saying that, you know, we do go beyond our niches because we absolutely do. Like I am one of those people. I hate being put like into one specific category. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. always been a struggle for me. And I'm finally learning to kind of embrace that in a way that I can still kind of make it work but like yeah i just can't be like you know i only do this one thing which there's nothing wrong with that some people yeah. just like do one thing and there's wildly successful at it that's great but i'm just i'm a little all over the place that you probably know that i am oh. <laughs> but that's probably why we get along because i'm a little like that too i'm a little all over that yeah. i think that's that's why we can collaborate because we both think similarly or at least like I, we're not scattered brain but but like like we can jump to so many different places. And yeah, like, we got like multiple like skill sets, you know, just like, yeah. hey, we could, we could jump in a couple different places. And I feel like when you're a side hustler that you have to have that. Um, oh, completely. So what has been like one of your favorite gigs that you got? Oh, boy. Okay. So there's like, there's when you say favorite, there's there's two different ways I could take this. So I would say Favorite as the highest paying, but also a lot of fun. Um, Let's do both because those okay. are both. Yeah, that's. The, and the, the thing is, like, the highest paying thing was one of the most fun things I, I got to do. And it's actually the most recent, I think. Oh, cool. And I think, okay, and we were talking about this before we even hopped on here, but I think a lot of influencers struggle to land deals, right? And I think mm -hmm. we put so much effort into our work, but people just want to give us free products. Because honestly, I can't pay rent with free skincare. Like, I love free skincare. For sure. And it's wonderful, but I can't pay if rent. If you got anything that. over there you don't want, you pass it over to me because I'm always. <laughs> you know, I. Next time, girl, I have I have a bunch of someone sent me a ton of samples. I got like four different sets of the new Garnier skincare line because they, oh, they always nice. did hair and they just released the Target skincare line. So they gave me one of each set because there's three different. I think, yeah, there's three different kinds of like options. There's oh, a pineapple right. one and a melon one. And, a future uh, just throwing one. a little tidbit out there. But anyway, back to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's. At the end of the day, I think every content creator's goal, every influencer's goal is to get paid for the art that they're creating and the hard Absolutely. effort that they're putting out there. And I think there's a fine balance. So I definitely do free things still because I'm excited, right? Like if there's a restaurant that just wants to invite me for a meal, I'm like, of course, I want to try your food. That's exciting. But also then when you get to work with larger brands, like being able to, to leverage that and actually get compensated for the hours. Cause yes. like you and I know we've shot for hours before it's hours of work, mm -hmm. it's hours of shooting plus hours of editing. Um, so then one of my favorite gigs is, is from a recent thing I did. So I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but I shared send the cakes cake bomb. Oh so, yeah. So send a cake is actually a really wonderful thing. I've sent it to friends before, but it's so funny. Like I've sent it as a friend, but they reached out 
and they're releasing a new product. They already released it, but they, they worked with a small set of influencers. I believe it was six of us. And they were each paying us four figures. So you can understand why it was a very wow. small set of influencers. They're like, we haven't released this product yet. We're looking for really high quality content only shot on a DSLR. So mm -hmm. that already narrows your pool. A lot of influencers don't shoot on a DSLR. There's nothing wrong with that either, but I do because I come right. from a professional photography background. But it's basically, it was a bomb that arrived to your house. You would light it up and then it pops open and there's oh a bear and a cake and everything. It was so cute. so cool. It was a really fun concept too. I think like, I love gifting things to people. I also really like surprises. And I think that's the best of both worlds. Also in the middle of a pandemic, how do you celebrate someone's birthday from afar in a unique way? Right. And that's super unique. If this big red box arrived on my doorstep, I'd be like, what is this? And I like light it. I was like, I have to light this, this bomb looking thing. Like what's going to come <laughs> out of it? Of course, you know, it's something good, right? Because your friends aren't going to send you something bad. But right. it was a fun, that was a lot of fun. And it's, the product is something I love. So that was easy. And then it compensated me really well and fairly. And so like, that's, that's definitely one of those, those like catch all gigs where it was like, oh, this is like, this was fun. It's a product I actually stand by and right. I get to be compensated. So I would say that one. And then the other one, I wrote a recipe for Buzzfeed. And so oh, they're tasty. Fun. Yeah. So it had it's funny, I ended up picking food for both. I guess I really do love food a lot. Um, <laughs> but the reason I actually love this BuzzFeed gig was, was it was for Asian Pacific Heritage Month, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, oh, and they nice. wanted each of us to write a recipe from our ethnic roots with a slight American twist. So mm. all the influencers and creators they worked with are Asian Americans. And so they grew up here in the US, but they have their roots somewhere else. So I'm Vietnamese American. And so it was a fun way to get connected with my roots and share something that that I love and something that I, right. I care about deeply and then represent as well. I think, as you know, minorities are not represented in a lot of these spaces and we're not at the for table. Sure. And so for people yes. like BuzzFeed to be like, we're making a spot at the table and we're making a whole whole month of multiple, multiple events and multiple like things for, for Asian Americans to share and to represent meant a lot. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And then just think about it, you know, they could have picked, you know, there's so many and they picked your content. But I think, again, that speaks to the volume of your content. You know what I mean? It's marketable and relatable. And it's what these bigger companies are wanting. And one thing I want to share with the listeners that I think has made you successful, too, is that you actually smile on your page. <laughs> and the reason I, I say that, yes, it, I'm telling you because smiles is what really light people up. You know what I mean? And so if you're just trying to be that influencer who's just like model facing it all the time, like I just, it just doesn't work for everything. So these type of things with Tasty and things like that, you know, those type of brands, they want someone who is going to connect with people. And that's what, I mean, so many of your pictures, it's like, you got that awesome smile on, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. happiness is contagious, you know? So it, it really does make a big difference, I think, from the brand side and the influencer side. So. And I, I hear you on that. I agree. That's what everyone said. I was <laughs> like, I go to your page if I want to be happy. I'm like, I try. I try yeah. to share. I think there's that fine balance too. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm a real human. I'm not happy all the time. Right. And trying to find that balance is hard too. But also like, I think 
it's not even simply about being happy as much as it is like I want to encourage other people to live their life to the fullest and make themselves right. the happiest person that they can be and the happiest version that they can be. So right, right, absolutely. You know, and in the, the medium is look at this amazing food and look at this awesome lifestyle. You know that you can do like working out and encouragement in that way. You know, sometimes when I go on, I say, "Oh, this person is like working out." I'm like, "Man, I need to be working out." You know what I mean? And it's not yeah. something that's being like shoved down your throat or anything, but it's just like positive vibes or what have you. So yeah. Um, Okay, so that was an awesome gig. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, that like is so awesome. Um, the funny thing is both of those came out of relationships. I know how you said that, like, like I'm very marketable or like that. Then my skill set is, is something I know is really desired, but it was, it's so funny that both of those actually came out of relationships that I built somewhere else. That's and great. It's just, it's so silly because I didn't see either of them coming, right? Like I met a girl on a photo shoot once, she works for BuzzFeed Tasty, and a year later she throws my name out you know nice. and it's it's insane but it was like oh wow it's like the fact that someone remembered me and it was like she's a content creator she's vietnamese american like oh, you should hit her awesome. up and i'm like wow that's amazing and same thing with send a cake like someone else had worked with them and threw my name in the bot and they're like here you go oh. like you need to hit up Camley. she's really good at this stuff and it's yes like i think i believe my content is marketable and i do stand by the quality of my content but it's it is the community. And I think that I want to express that too. It's such a big thing that like, I love the platforms because they truly can be a community if you make them a community and right. put that effort out there and share like, and are nice to people and kind to people. We all need more kindness in this world, you know? It is so incredibly true that that's it right there. Um, now we kind of have touched on some of the highlights, like all of the good things about being an influencer. And I already know just because we've had some of these conversations before. So there are some downsides to yeah. being an influencer. And I know for me, um, and I wouldn't say that I was ever like a full on influencer, but I just kind of, you know, did what I had to do for the purpose of other things I was doing. Um, but it is hard at times to get paid and i feel like that could be the toughest which you kind of alluded to already so what could you actually tell everyone who's listening something to be careful of like or a better way to go about getting compensated once they've reached a level that they really should be compensated for their time and when should they be when should you feel that you're you should be compensated for your time those are such tough questions <laughs> those are very tough questions I think I still take unpaid gigs and I say that mm -hmm. because, but I have the luxury too, because it is a side hustle. And I think when you decide to make it a full-time job, you have to make some really hard decisions of, mm. of whether you take things you wouldn't have taken before. Um, I'm fortunate to have other sources of income and I know for others, that's not always the case, mm -hmm. but but my question is always to myself before I take a paid gig, even if it's a lot of money, is this something I'm actually excited about? Is this a product I stand by? And like, would I actually use it? Right. So it's like, if I don't, if I wouldn't use it, then I, I shouldn't take the deal, even For if sure. it's, it's 